Greetings, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to my new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast series. We have been overwhelmed with the responses that people have shared from listening to these messages on my SiriusXM show over the years. Those listeners, and they're sharing my show with their network, telling people about it, telling their family members, their friends, and their coworkers about this show and the impact it's having on their lives. That's the main reason that this show is now number one for self-help in America, and I'm very grateful. Yet, we realize that many people do not have satellite radio and therefore could not experience for themselves the message. They could not get it for themselves. So we are now sharing these messages with everyone via this new podcast. Enjoy it and share it with your network. And let's help even more people to do more, be more, and achieve more. Tell everybody so that they can live a Wealthy Ways life as well. Welcome to the new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. And remember, your best is yet to come. Outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. I'm excited about being on the air with you and sharing some new ideas and extremely exciting information. I'm so grateful that I have some of the best and the brightest friends in the world. And you know what? I look at this show not just as a blessing to be able to be on the air, but as an opportunity for me personally to grow as you grow. You know, I believe it's important that before you can before you can teach, you must know. And before you can lead, you must go. And so I try and learn as I'm going and grow as I'm going so that I can be better for those of you who go to the website, who hear me speak, who buy my books and, and all the above. I've got another one of my friends on. And, you know, I give God glory for every day and every opportunity I get to do this and the friends he has blessed me with. Another one of my friends, I talked uh, earlier about being in Australia last year, I was in Australia twice. I was in Australia once with Stephen Covey, who wrote Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. We did a tour together. And then the other time I was in Australia with this gentleman. He is a New York Times bestselling author. He has written over 450 articles that are in high regard across the country and success publications. He has nine books in his uh, arsenal that he's written, including a New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestseller. He's produced over 85 CDs on and DVDs on leadership, motivation, success, wealth building. His name is Chris Widener, and he is the host of the national interview show Made for Success and, and past co-host of True Performance with Zig Ziglar. He is also a featured columnist with Success Magazine. His Chris Widener newsletter is one of the most widely distributed new success and personal development newsletters in the country. And he has been lauded by legends such as Zig Ziglar, John Maxwell, Brian Tracy, Jim Rohn, Dennis Waitley. And I know he has spoken on a lot of events with uh, Jim Rohn. And as I said earlier, I believe that Chris was one of the students, one of the disciples, one of the uh, heir apparents for the great Jim Rohn. And I, I look forward and keep praying for Jim and his health. But Chris is one of the people who's talking about the next level and continuing to spread the message that who you are, what you become will impact your wealth and your success personally and professionally. So, Chris Widener, are you on the line, my friend? 
I am. Thanks for having me, Willie. Oh, man, it's an honor. I'm glad I was able to spend time with you in, in Australia last year. We had a great time together, and I learned so much from you about success and personal professional development. And so I wanted my audience to hear what I've heard and learn what I've learned and grow as I've grown from you and your message. The first thing I like to do is just give you an opportunity. I gave you kind of Reader's Digest, but give people a little bit more about who Chris Widener is and where he came from and, and how he's done what he's done. Well, you know, I started out, like many people do, with a rough upbringing. My dad died when I was four, and, and back in 1969, the last year that he filed income taxes, he was making $90,000 a year. Mm. Now, a lot of people in today's day and age would say, hey, sign me up for the $90,000 a year deal. Right. Um, but, but back in 1969, that's what a friend of mine called gangster money. I mean, it was just a lot of money back in 1969, but he was severely underinsured, and so we went from living very upper class to very lower middle class almost overnight about six months wow and uh we had to sell a big uh house uh, probably now worth a million and a half million seven my mom had to sell it because she couldn't afford the 425 dollar a month mortgage wow and that began sort of a slow slide downward my mom hadn't worked outside the home for for some time so she decided she was going to get into real estate selling real estate so we would buy sort of a junky home move in fix it up move out again it ends up I lived in 28 homes, went to 11 different schools, and began to get involved in drugs and alcohol at an early age and, and uh, just really going in the wrong direction. And then summer before my senior year of high school, I, I finally got some things figured out and got pointed in the right direction, and, and that was 26 years ago. And, and so over the last 26 years, it's been uh, what we call the education of Chris Widener. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. You know, the last couple of years we've had – uh, what you would call some setbacks, and uh, we were talking about how how you're always in the school of life. And I told my friend, I said, "Yeah, I just want to graduate, though. I want to <laughs> I I I I be done with the school part." And uh, and and we kind of laughed about that because all of life is school, and you you uh, you have setbacks and you have comebacks. And and I love the title of your new book, and hopefully you turn them into greenbacks. That's but, right. Uh, well, you, so, you you said something in there, and I want to I want to dig into you. You said at that at one point though, twenty six years ago, you kind of got it together. You turned it around. What 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 was it? What what did you listen to? What did you learn? What what was the impetus for turning it around? Well, here's what happened. I uh, I had a, a friend of mine who I was involved in a lot of drug activity with, and he invited me to spend the night one night. And so I spent the night at his house, and it was a Saturday night. And early Sunday morning, his mother threw the door open, and she said, get up, we're going to Sunday school. And I truly, I mean, it may be hard to believe, Willie, I had no idea what Sunday school was. <laughs> I, had been to, I had been to church twice in my entire 17 years. Both of them were like midnight Christmas services, you know, that right. my, mom sort of, my mom sort of had felt like wanting to be religious for the, the Christmas season, so Two times she took me to a midnight Christmas mass kind of deal. Yeah. So I truly had no idea. So I went to this little tiny Lutheran church in a little tiny uh, town out in the mountains outside of Seattle, and there was a youth minister there. And the youth minister and I connected, developed a friendship, and really I think ultimately he taught me two things. He, he, taught, he gave me a father figure, which I had never had. Right. And uh, my grandpas had died, and my, I didn't know my uncles. My dad died, so I had no real male role model in my life, and that was part of it. 
And then the other thing was I knew nothing about God. I had no concept of God. I had no concept of someone who uh, had a plan for my life, someone who loved me unconditionally. I had never heard those things. I had no idea or no concept of them. And so it was really that was the moment in which I realized, well, wait a minute. There is a plan for my life. There is a purpose for my life. And then, of course, you know, you, you don't learn it all overnight. But sure. you, get pointed in, you get pointed in the right direction, and then that's what, that's what school's been all about for the last 26 years is, is moving in the right direction, constantly improving your life, um, you know, um, making mistakes but picking yourself up from them and, and uh, moving forward. And that's important that you say that, making mistakes, because we make mistakes, don't we? Yeah, you know, I was on an interview show, oh, probably two weeks ago now, and, and the guy, I've known him, I've known him uh, at a distance for probably six or seven years, and he was just saying, Chris, man, it seems like your life, is everything you touch turns to gold, and, you know, and he's going on, and I, and I said, and I, he and I started talking kind of without keeping in mind what everybody else was listening, I said, do you really believe that about me? And he said, yeah, I mean, everything goes right for you, and you, you know, da, 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 and you make a lot of money. And I said, whoa, wait a minute. I never intended to give anybody that impression because, yeah, I have a lot of great things going on in my life. Um, you know, I have a great career that I love. I travel. I've got a beautiful life of 21 years, four kids, you know, lots of great things, good friends, beautiful home. But life is this balance, I think, of all the great things that happen, but then there's also lots of negative things that happen in life. You know, Jesus said, in this world, you'll have trouble. Mm. And so I always thought, okay, in this world, you'll have trouble. But most people, they don't remember what comes right after that, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. And so it's this balance between living in this world where there are negative things that happen. People get sick. People, businesses go south. Uh, you know, negative things happen. Uh, friends will turn their backs on you. But the key isn't, it isn't, um, it, it really comes down to the difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is what they do in the face of the negative things. Because mm. everybody, everybody has negative things. Say that, everybody. say that one more time. The difference between the winners and the losers is what? is what they do in the face of, of the negative things. The, the other way that I usually put it is uh, the difference between the successful and the unsuccessful is not the absence of obstacles, but the presence of persistence. Mm. Because everybody has obstacles. When I, when I first graduated from college, I took a job out in northern New Jersey in the late 80s. And there was a young, up-and-coming, just-getting-rich guy named Donald Trump. Of course, everybody knows the Donald now. But uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s, he was really he was going up and down, and he went bankrupt while I was out there. And, and I said to a friend of mine, well, this is the end of Donald Trump. And this guy was a big New York financier, and he said, oh, no, this isn't the end of Donald Trump because Donald Trump's different than a lot of people. He's not going to let this big bankruptcy stop him. And, and really, that's the difference. There's lots of people that go bankrupt, but there's a difference between the people who let it ruin their life and the people who say, this is going to be the last time I go bankrupt, and the next business I start is going to be bigger and better, and you know, it's gonna, we're going to uh, protect ourselves more. And it really comes down to what you do with the setbacks, because it, it's what you learn during the setbacks, and this is something that you're probably the preeminent expert in with your books and, and taking those setbacks and turning them into comebacks and, and turning them into wins. That's, 
That's the difference between successful and unsuccessful people. You know, you could not have put it better. I love that analogy as well as that example. Folks, it's the difference. you got to keep going in spite of the problems. You lost your house. Don't give up. Don't jump off a bridge. You lost all your savings. I talked to a friend of mine who I'm going to have soon on, Matt Weinstein, who had all his savings with Madoff, lost everything, but he is coming back. You've got to hear more from my friend Chris Widener on how to become successful and how to live your dreams. For sure, for sure. The best is yet to come. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and if you're enjoying this information you're hearing on this podcast, I want to invite you to get even more great information on my new free gift page on my website. Go to wjspeaks.com and hit the all access badge. On that page, you will find information and resources specifically designed to help you to have greater success. Free ebooks, music, all sorts of interesting and informational interviews for my XM show. I'm telling you, this is a great page. And why do I do it? Because I've learned that the more we give, the more we get. And the more we help other people to grow and go to the next level, the more we receive in our business. So we want to help you. Tell your friends about it. Go to Facebook and get my information. Go to my website. Get my free resources. And get on wjspeaks.com and hit that all access badge. It looks like a backstage pass. Click it. You'll get behind the scenes information to the special page to help you grow. All we want in return, all we ask is that you pass it on because the more you give, the more you get. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. It's your choice. It's about your attitude. See, my friend Keith Harrell wrote a book called Attitude is Everything. And he wasn't lying. Attitude truly is everything. It's about how you view things, how you perceive things, and how you go after things. Can you control the time? No. Can you control the weather? No. Can you control what other people say or do? No, no, no. You can only control you and your attitude. And your attitude to life determines your altitude in life. It's about your attitude. Oh, isn't that the truth? It's all about your attitude. Money-making music and motivation taken from my CD, Money-Making Music and Motivation. It's all about your attitude. Go to WillieJolly.com, WJSpeaks.com, and you can get it at Amazon or iTunes. Just get it and listen to that every day. My friend Terry Brock, the success coach who recently was inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame, says, Willie, I listen to that every day, and it has had a profound impact on my thinking and my success. Just hearing that positive music and that positive message every day. Go to WillieJolly.com 
on Amazon or iTunes and get uh, some of the motivational music that we've been able to put out. Now, I've got a good friend of mine who, uh, if you're just joining us, he has created wealth and success. He has uh, written over uh, nine best-selling books. He has written over 450 articles that are uh, published in success manuals. He has been known as a success coach and speaker extraordinaire. We had the opportunity to do some programs together in Australia last year, and he was just phenomenal. And I've been wanting to get him on the show, and just getting on his schedule has been a challenge because this guy is busy as a bee. And uh, also, uh, we'll talk a little more about it later. He's getting ready to run for uh, Senate or at least exploring the opportunity in the state, great state of Washington. So uh, uh, we want to be able to make sure those who are out there on the West Coast know more about him because he might be your next senator. Uh, Chris Widener, are you there? Uh, there you are. Chris, you're there. How are you, brother? I'm, I'm doing good. I must have done all right. The first segment, you brought me back over the, over the break. <laughs> Without a question of a doubt. Now, you did a program some years ago, and I remember uh, uh, we talking about it, the 12 pillars that you did with Jim Rohn, and yeah. it became an international bestseller, and it's led to a new book, hasn't it? Yeah, actually, 12 pillars was a, uh, it was a story about a guy whose car breaks down in front of a big mansion, and uh, he was on a sales call, and he kind of drove a junky old car, and, and as it happens, he ran out of gas right in front of this big mansion. And the book is about the lessons that he learned from the man who lives in the mansion and uh, the life lessons, you know, how to, how to have better relationships, how to live uh, a life of integrity, how to be a leader, you know, all those different kinds of things. And I got to thinking uh, a few years later, that book was such a runaway bestseller, I thought, well, I wonder what ever happened to that young guy who broke down in front of the mansion. Mm. And uh, so I thought, well, we'll write a sequel. So uh, I just came out a couple months ago with the sequel that jumps ahead 30 years to see what it was that uh, happened to that young guy and how did he apply everything. And it ends up that he became uh, one of America's wealthiest men, founded a chain of of uh, electronic stores, kind of a Best Buy kind of thing. Now, it's all fiction, but uh, the story is about when he's in his older years teaching one of his grandsons one more lesson. And the lesson uh, is the name of the book. It's called Above All Else. And the subtitle of the book is The Single Most Important Lesson for Achieving, Sustaining, and Enjoying Success. And the subtitle probably tells more about what I wanted to communicate even than the, the actual title, because I use those three words very specifically, achieving success, sustaining success, and enjoying success. Because, Willie, you know it's good as, as good as anybody. You travel around and you meet people and you read the papers and magazines and, and you watch television and see these people who've achieved success. Right. And, 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 and achieving success, I think, is actually easier than most people make it out to be. But the real hard part is sustaining success and enjoying success. You know, all, all you have to do is turn on TV tonight, 7 o'clock, you know, whatever time, and they got these entertainment shows, right? Yeah. Entertainment Tonight or whatever. And guaranteed they're going to have some man or some woman on there who's making $20 million a movie, who just divorced his fourth wife, or she just went into rehab for coke addiction. And, and people would look at them and say, wait a minute, they've achieved so much success. Well, the achieving isn't the hard part. It's the sustaining and the enjoying. 
And, and that's what the book is really about, is how do you sustain your success? How do you make it something where you don't just make a million dollars by the time you're 29 and then go through a series of bankruptcies and, and broken marriages and your kids don't like you and your health suffers? Because that's not real success. Right. And, and how do you enjoy it so that it, it doesn't become a burden to you? Um, and I find a lot of people who end up with great wealth, and it's burdensome, and it shouldn't be burdensome to them, but it becomes burdensome on, on all different levels. So how do you teach people to enjoy well, let's it? Talk about it. Let's talk about some of the principles that you share in the book and some of the things that these people who are across America and listening to the show now can, can learn from your message and your, your uh, focus and your philosophy on how they can start to transform some of their thinking to have greater success. Some of the principles that, that you would like to have uh, people to hear about. Well, I like to start with a story, and I want people to sort of imagine. Imagine if Warren Buffett calls you up. Now, Warren Buffett, most people know, second richest man in the world. They call him the Oracle of Omaha, the greatest investor of 20th century, uh, you know, the owner of Berkshire Hathaway, the, you know, one of the largest funds in the world. And what would happen if he called you up and said, hey, this is Warren Buffett. I want to take you to lunch and teach you about being successful. Everybody listening right now, including you and me, Willie, would say, where do we go? When do we get there? You know, and we'd go to lunch with Warren Buffett. Now, imagine you're sitting there across the table from Warren Buffett. And you've got maybe a little micro recorder or you're taking notes, and he's telling you all this stuff about money. Well, here's how you invest in mutual funds, and this is what you need to know about interest rates, and here's what you need to know about money, and here's what you need to know about the stock market, and here's what you need to know about real estate. And we would be sitting there just gobbling it up, right? Writing everything down because right now we have a one-on-one, hour-long relationship with the second wealthiest man in the in the world today. Now imagine at the end of lunch, the lady comes, uh, the waiter waitress comes and gives you the check, and you pay the check, and she's off processing the check. And Warren Buffett leans forward to you just a little bit, and he says, "Okay, one more thing. Now here's what you need to know. Above all else." Now, when Warren Buffett says those three words, above all else, what's that going to tell you sitting in your chair? Oh, this is the most important part. Everything else that's come before this is important, obviously. But we're ending, and he just used the words above all else. What I'm about to tell you is going to take preeminence above everything else. We would lean in. We'd make sure the tape recorder was turned on. We'd make sure our pen was working. We'd lean across the table. Our eyes would engage with his because we know we're about to get the best information possible. Now, here's the interesting thing. We have the ability to sit across the table, not just with Warren Buffett, second richest man in the world today, but we actually get to hear the words above all else from the richest man to ever live in the history of the world. Not only was he the richest man, he was the wisest man. And his name was Solomon, and he was an ancient king. And if you were to take his wealth into modern days, he would uh, far exceed the wealth of Gates and Buffett and Larry Ellison and all those guys combined. And most people know that Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs, and Proverbs is in the Bible, and Proverbs is basically the success tips chapter in the Bible. It's short little things that say, you know, they tell you how to handle money, tell you how to uh, have relationships, you know, all these different things, how to manage your time. And one of these Proverbs, written by the richest and wisest man of all time, starts out with those three words, above all else. He says, above all else, guard your heart. For your heart is the wellspring of life. 
And the lesson of the book is that very often, in fact, most often, we focus on the external things of success. How do I learn skills to make myself successful? How do I go out and earn money? You know, all the different things that take place externally outside of us. And what Solomon was trying to teach us and what I want to remind us of is that the true engine of success is not the external skills that we learn, but it's the internal strength of our heart. And the illustration I give is this. If you want to use a sort of a, uh, 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 an illustration of it, we're all trying to build a house. And the house represents our lives. It represents our financial lives. It represents our, our marriages, our family. It represents everything, the house. And the heart is the foundation. So if you, if you have a small little foundation, maybe it's a 1,000 square feet, and you build a 6,000-square-foot house on top of it, eventually it's going to collapse because the foundation, the strength part, isn't there. But if you make your, if you make your heart or the foundation 6, 7, 8, 9,000 square feet, then you can build a 6, 7, 8, 9,000-square-foot house. If you make the foundation 20,000 square feet, you can build a 20,000 square foot house. So what the book really teaches is, is don't get the cart before the horse. Don't work on the external without first working on the internal, making sure that your heart is strong. Because if your success gets bigger than your heart, eventually your success will collapse because it, it, the, the heart, the, the internal strength of your character and your inner person won't have the strength to handle all that success. But if your heart is bigger than your success, then it really doesn't matter how big your success gets because your, the strength part, the foundation part, will always be big enough and strong enough to handle whatever success you have. And, and that's a great lesson to learn. I love it. We're going to be right back with Chris Widener. And, folks, uh, I, I'm going to tell you, he hadn't heard the earlier concept, uh, 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 interview. We'll talk more about that when we come back. This is Willie Jolly. The best is yet to come. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and for years I've told people that in order to have a greater life, it starts by having greater individual days. If you have a great day and you repeat that great day seven times, you've had a great week. And you repeat that week four times, you've had a greater month. And then repeat that month 12 times, you've had a greater year and you're on your way to a greater life. And it starts with that individual day. I recommend you start each day with something powerful. I call it the pure, the powerful, and the positive. Rather than starting your day with bad news, how many people got killed or how many children got snatched or how many fires there were, I recommend you start your day with something to inspire and empower and encourage you to make this day a great day. We're excited to announce the start of Jolly TV on my Facebook page. Go to Willie Jolly, Willie.Jolly on Facebook. Just go to Willie.Jolly on Facebook and get ready for a great day and a great life. Have a great day on purpose. A to the D to the T to the I to the T to the U to the D to the E. And we're back. It's all about your attitude. About your attitude, and I love that above all else with Chris Widener. I have to jump right in on this because uh, uh, we had to go to break. But Chris, let me ask you a question. Did you hear my interview with Jerry Clark? No, I didn't. I know Jerry Clark. I love Jerry Clark. Sounds like we must have said similar things. Woo 
we, man, we talked about the importance of guarding your ear gate, your eye gate, and your heart gate. Now, we, we talked about that in our conversation, and then I had not talked to you uh, pre-interview, but yet your book, and I haven't read the book yet, and I need you to send me a copy because i got to keep promoting it, but, yeah. uh, but you talk right about what we talked about, and that was nothing but the Lord who's saying to people out there, listen, folks, listen, this is, this is divine intervention. I know this, and that's one thing I know, that when you get a clarity and a clearness that this is something that God is trying to say through my guest to you, that you've got to guard your heart from all the bad news and all the uh, gloom and doom, all the people who are jumping off of bridges because they lost their job and they hear all the bad news and they, they see no way out. They, they get hopeless and they get helpless and they say, only way to do this is kill the kids, kill the wife, jump off a bridge, blow my brains out, or, 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 or give up, give in. And, and we are saying to you, Above all else, guard your heart, guard your eye gate, what you watch, what you listen to, uh, your ear gate, what you let in your ears and the negative news, the bad news, and then your heart. Above all else, guard your heart because out of the heart flows all sorts of the wellsprings of life. It is because of that that, that God placed these two guests. And I didn't know they were going to say this, but it's so inspiring to me that I want to just focus on it. Chris, this is powerful, man. This is powerful. And people can become wealthy out of this mindset that guard your heart and believe that the best is yet to come and that God has something special and incredible for you. And just as he turned Jerry Clark's life around by listening to some tapes and some, some influence, and he says, is the voices that you, you are, who you are allowed to visit you that will impact you. Chris's life was turned around because her, someone uh, was able to take him to Sunday school and it was there that someone encouraged him about the potential and possibilities for his life. And now he's gone on to share that message with millions of people around the world. Chris, I'm, I'm inspired, as you can tell, by your message. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so tell people a few more things that we can do. Uh, you know, why don't we write on this message of, of challenging times? You know, what? I think, I think there's three things that, that we can use to get through challenging times from this principle of the book of, of, of Above All Else. And it's uh, your focus, hmm. and, and under, so you have to understand how to focus your heart uh-huh. and where your heart's focus is. And then the foes, we have to understand the foes that, that attempt to strip us of our heart. And then we have to understand how to foster our heart. So if, if we can just write those three things down, people, wherever they are, just remember Focus, foes, and foster. Focus, first and first of all, is we have to be proactive to make sure that we are focusing our heart in the right way. Uh, it means turning off the negative TV and, and you know, not reading the, the crazy stuff that's out in the newspapers all, all the time. I love what Zig Ziglar used to say. You probably remember this, Willie. He used to say, every day I read the newspaper and the Bible so I know what both sides are up to. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, yes. So how are you going to focus your heart? How are you going to focus it? Where, and where is your focus going to be? Uh, a good example, let me give a good example of the difference on focus. If your focus is on making money, you're going to make less money than if your focus is on certain people. And it goes back again, I'll quote Zig. I uh, got to know Zig when we did the TV show together, and, of course, he's a legend. But Zig has said, you can have anything you want in life 
if you just help enough other people get what they want out of life. Mm. He doesn't say you can get anything you want out of life if you just scramble for money your whole life. No, he says you can have whatever you want out of life if you just help enough other people get what they want out of life. And so it's a matter of focus. It's a matter of where your heart is going to be focused, serving people or making money off of people. If you serve people, if you help people uh, with by providing a better product or a better service or, or something like that, the money will come after. So that's the focus part. The second thing to think about is the foes. And there are a lot of foes to a strong heart. Everything from just our busy lives. I mean, think about how much time, 150 years ago, uh, you know, the average person 150 years ago was a farmer. Right. Right? Well, they had an awful lot of quiet time. They were out tilling the fields or driving into town on their wagon. There was no TV, no radio, no movies, no, you know, and I'm not anti-TV radios or movies, but what I'm trying to say is, is we live in a culture that is so fast-paced technologically and communications-wise that if we don't purposely focus our hearts, then those foes eat away at our heart. It takes us away from the ability to, to strengthen our heart. Uh, you have uh, things that are other foes like pornography and, and uh, negative uh, reading and just all negative music and all those kinds of things. You've got to avoid the foes like a lot of negative music. And you focus it on positive music like yours, Willie, and, and some of the other folks. There's many, many people who put out positive, uplifting music. That's the difference between rejecting the foes and focusing in on the good things. And the third one is foster. And how do you foster your heart? And a couple things that a lot of people don't do, and I want to encourage them, I've done it in my own life, is just a couple simple little things you can do to foster your heart. Number one, spend time alone. Now, it seems like people don't want to be alone. You know, people come home from, from work, and they're the first one home. They don't want to be alone, so what do they do? They flip on the TV because they just don't want to be alone. But when you're alone, that's when you hear yourself. That's when you hear your heart. That's when your thoughts sort themselves out. And to, and to go along with, with the solitude, being alone, I call it solitude, is silence. You've got to be silent because we live in such a loud world. From the billboards we read to the magazines we see to the people talking around us to the radio we hear to the noise of the horns and the honking in the city. And, and to get away, to be in solitude and with some silence is the only way today be able to foster that heart, to hear what's going on inside of you, to hear God's voice, to, to hear your own thoughts, to hear what's going on inside. And, you know, I think a lot of people don't do it, Willie, because they're afraid of what they'll hear. And we've got to get over that fear and get away from the world for a while. And I'm not saying you've got to go on a three-week march through the Himalayas or anything like that, but it might mean getting up 15 minutes earlier every day and just going into your office or into the living room or whatever with a cup of coffee and just thinking. You know, uh, your friend of mine, Mark Sanborn, uh, one of the great speakers and authors, New York Times, Wall Street Journal bestselling author. I don't know if you knew this, Willie, but every single day he takes 15 minutes where it's just him and a yellow legal pad and a pen. Mm. And and every day over the course of time, that well, over 360 days, that's 80 hours of alone time a year, where it's just him and a pen and his thoughts. And that's why he writes these best-selling books that have sold millions and millions of copies. So focus your heart on the good things. 
Understand that you have foes out there that are not necessarily bad in and of themselves, maybe. Technology's not bad. I'm a total tech fanatic. But you have to understand that those things, if they're given a high enough place in your life, they can become a foe to the cultivation of your heart. And then the last one is foster. How can you foster your heart? You go into uh, solitude for some period of time, either daily or weekly. You have silence. You can hear your heart and hear the voice inside of you. And then... uh, and then read good books. Right. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I don't read. Well, you better get started if you want to be successful. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I've ever met one successful person, one successful person my entire life who, you know, making 100 grand a month or whatever, who said, oh, I just don't read books. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, and, and I, gave her one, I gave her one of my books, and she became such a fan. Now she reads all my books, and, and of course, I write these little stories, so people like to read the stories, but she's the only person I've ever met in my entire life who's successful, and said, oh, I don't read books. <laughs> but when you, read with a, when you read a book, whether it's the Bible or an autobiography or a good book, you know, that, uh, that'll teach you. Uh, about your attitude or whatever you mentioned Keith Harrell's book attitude is everything you know if you get in a quiet place where you can read it and and you don't have to read the whole book at once even if you read one page and then just sat there and thought about one of the core key principles and let it sink into your heart again it's it's like somebody if you sit down at the table at a big fancy restaurant and you just consume your food so fast you'd say wait a minute you didn't enjoy it you just blew right through it. Well, the same can be true of the book. Take your time through it. Read a page. Find a thought. Be in a quiet place. And let it really sort of sweep over you and sink into you, that thought that could change your life if it goes deep down into your heart like a seed and you put a little water on it. It can grow into something magnificent. So those are the three things. Focus, understand your foes, and foster your heart. Woo-wee, that's some good stuff. Look, folks, now I, I got to... I got to uh, um, talk about a couple of those things, those pearls. One, uh, I told my son recently, I said, son, be careful of pornography. You've got to stay away from it because what it does, it it, it, it's, it impacts you. And when it's over, you're still thinking of it. It's down in your spirit. You've got to be careful of that. It's a slippery slope and it will always take you somewhere where, where you can't get back to where you were. Two, uh, take time out. I told him the other day, take time out uh, to take out a piece of paper and a pencil and sit and think. Think about And I had, not, I had no idea that something Mark did because when he was on the show, he didn't mention that. But I'm so you're so right. And how many how much how much time did that generate over a year? Did you say, Chris? Well, 15 minutes is a quarter of an hour. So a quarter of 360 is 80 hours, right? 80 hours and 80 hours of time thought. I do it well, every wait, day. It's 90 hours, Willie. 90, 90 hours. I just, 90 I hours. Just did the math. 90 right. hours. Of- which is two full work weeks. That's right. If you, if you put it into four, it's two full work weeks of thought and and depth-producing kinds of, of stuff. Wow. And and so I'm encouraging you all to try it. Just try it. What do you got to lose for 15 minutes? I do it every day. in the at, at the gym every day, I go into the steam room, and for 15 minutes, there's no sound, no quiet, it's no music, no TV, and I sit and think, and I come out and I take notes. And I got some of my, that setback book came out of that. Uh, lots of my book ideas. Folks, we got Chris Riding on. I mean, this is good stuff. We want to come back. We've got one more segment. I think the good ones go fast, but this one is going to be one about wealth building. Stay tuned. The best is yet to come. Come on. Come on. 
Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life. And I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500. And that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire. wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. I'm jumping right on this because I don't want to miss one more minute of this great interview. My producer, Sonia Herrera. Did I say it correct? No, Herrera. Sonia. I didn't say Sonia. Uh, Sonia, this is her last day here with us. And I uh, want to say thank you, Sonia, for such a great job. You're a great producer and just love you a lot. Uh, but anyway, she just said as I went into the studio, she said, let me tell you, this this interview is dynamite. And uh, I, I tell you that we've had such great guests. I want to thank uh, Chris Widener for taking time out. I've been trying to get him a long time, folks, and he is a busy man. Uh, uh, real quick, two things I want you to tell before we run out of time. I want to make sure we get this in. Tell people about the books, your products, where they can get them, and, and your website, and all the newsletter, and all of that, and then tell them about your senatorial uh, uh, thoughts, okay? Yeah, sure, absolutely. First of all, you can go to chriswidener.com. It's simply C-H-R-I-S-W-I-D-E N-E-R, chriswidener.com, and we have all sorts of stuff there. We got free newsletter and 
We have uh, books and audio programs. Uh, either we can ship them to you or you can download them immediately and, and uh, just try to make it a good, resourceful place for people to be able to come and, and uh, get some things, both some free things and then, of course, some things that are some products you can buy. And I uh, would love to have you stop on over there, chriswidener.com. Uh, the second thing, I just, uh, you know, I just signed the, the paperwork to form what's called an exploratory committee to consider a run for the U.S. Senate. And I think, Willie, like a lot of people in the country, and again, regardless whether you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, we're faced with some really crucial issues going forward. And, you know, I, I was thinking recently of an analogy. If you go to a football game, of course, you live out in D.C., so you might be at a Redskins football game. And you're in there, and you've got 100,000 people watching this football game, and everybody has a common uh, goal. They want the Redskins to win. So they're whooping and hollering and screaming and high-fiving the people next to them. They don't even know who they are. They're just, you know, Redskins score. They turn and high-five the guy next to them. But if you were to all of a sudden say, okay, everybody who's a Democrat, raise your hand, and everybody who's a Republican, you know, <laughs> keep your hand down, all of a sudden, 50,000 people would turn on the other person and, and say, well, I don't like you because you're a Republican, and I don't like you because you're a Democrat, and all of a sudden, there is no common goal. And I, I feel, uh, I mean, I have my political persuasions, obviously, but I feel like the challenges that are facing our country, they go beyond Democrat and Republican. They really go, go to particularly the financial things and, and the deficits and the debts that we're running up and the money that we're borrowing from other countries to support the debt are really things that I feel like uh, people need to be concerned about. And, uh, and so I, I am thinking about jumping into a race, and, uh, and I've got a couple months here to figure it out and do some polling and all that kind of stuff. But I've never been involved in politics before. I mean, I, I, I know politicians, and I've helped some with some speech coaching, but I, you know, I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't the mayor of a town or a state legislator or anything like that. But at some point, uh, concerned people have to be willing to put their neck on the line. And, and so I'm considering a, a run for the U.S. Senate uh, primarily because we, we, have, uh, we have to band together and make sure that our country stays strong. I love it. Well, I think as soon as I saw it, I said you'd be a great senator. And uh, I can already uh, see Senator Widener in D.C. And, and we can have dinner sometime. Yeah, well, I say, you and I get to see each other a lot more. <laughs> that's right? right. We certainly would. Uh, well, I, I want to encourage everybody to go to Chris Widener. Widener.com, and that's Widener, just wide, the word wide, W-I-D-E, and then Ner, N-E-R.com. Lots of good stuff. As I said, he's one of the uh, disciples and one of the students of, uh, one of the brightest and best students of Jim Rohn, and has created such success in his writing that it's phenomenal. And I heard him, as I told you earlier, in Australia, we did a tour together, and we had such a great time, and had dinner together, got to know each other, to find out we had so much in common, our value system, our set our way of thinking about the world and our, our love for the Lord, our love for children, our love for our wives. And we said, you know, this, this is something that we can stay connected on. Now, uh, Chris, uh, you know, you, you and I both know people are struggling. They are going through these tough times and economic downturns and, and it's, it's hard. But you're giving people strategies every day and you told some great stories and ideas when you were in Australia just to tell people about success. What are some of the principles that you just share with your people that are universal, helping people to have greater personal and professional success? Well, I think the first thing, Willie, is that everybody has to understand that their life is, a, is the sum of the series of choices that they make. Mm. And wherever you are right now, 
And we got people all across the socioeconomic spectrum. We've got black folks and white folks. We've got Democrats and Republicans. You know, we got people all across the spectrum listening to the show today. Right. And and what we the first thing we have to understand is that wherever you are today, and that includes myself, is the sum of the choices we've made up until now. Mm-hmm. And and so whatever you weigh is because you chose to either skip the cheesecake or eat the cheesecake, right? <laughs> right. Uh, whatever whatever you weigh, it either means you chose to get on the treadmill or you didn't choose to get on the treadmill. Uh, your money situation, you either chose to pursue a career that paid a lot of money or didn't pay a lot of money. You either chose to spend money on that Gucci handbag or you didn't choose to spend money on that Gucci handbag. All the choices that we make every day has produced the life that we're in right now. And a lot of people don't like to, to hear that because it brings upon itself such a huge amount of responsibility and ownership. But it's really the first step to the future because if it's true that your life right now is the sum of the choices you've made up until now, then it's also true that whatever you want your life to become will simply be the sum of all the choices you make between now and when you want to become it. So you may be in a really bad spot right now, and you may not like it, and I wouldn't like it either, but all you have to do is say, you know what, I'm in a bad spot because I chose to be in a bad spot, and uh, but I could be in a good spot, and all I have to do is make good choices from here on out. So really, life is about choices. It's about looking at what would be the best choice for my family. Maybe you're struggling financially, and, and you now have a choice. Am I going to cut back on my spending, or am I not going to cut back on my spending? Well, if you cut back on your spending, that's going to give you a big differential between the money you bring in and the money that goes out, which then can be saved or pay down your debt. That's the first thing I do, pay down your debt or saved or invested or whatever. But if you say, you know what, it's just too hard to discipline myself. I want to keep spending. And you keep spending at the rate in which you're earning or, like most Americans, more than what they're earning, then three years out, five years out, ten years out, you'll still be in the same position because you haven't changed the choices you've made. So one of the things that I really encourage people is to take ownership of your life and and to understand that your choices determine. Now, I know a lot of people say, wait a minute, Chris, you don't know me, you don't know my dad, you don't know my mom, I had bad parents, I went to a bad school, I had a bad injury. Well, you know what, it's like we talked about earlier, everybody has setbacks. Mm. And the difference isn't the absence of obstacles, the difference is the presence of persistence. So if you've had, I mean, really, I'll, I'll tell you a story of my own, my own life. I have made a lot of money over the last number of years, written some best-selling books. We had a big property uh, thing here at our at our house, and uh, the county came on our property, did some things. Long story short, two and a half years later, we had a big lawsuit over the damage that happened. I spent $550,000 in legal fees and geotech engineering firms and all this kind of stuff, and we lost the lawsuit. Mm. So you know what that means? It means I'm out $550,000 over the last two and a half years. And what's interesting when I tell that story, people say, oh, you're so, you're so positive about it. And I'm like, well, I don't like it, but what, what choice do I have? What am I going to do, cry in my soup for the next two years? i got to get going. i got to get moving forward. That money's gone, and there's more money to come, and, and i got to move forward in my life and make, you know, make it happen. That's the choice I make. You let the things behind go, and you look forward to the future, and you make the most out of it. Say that now, one you, more time. Say that one more time. you got to let the stuff go in the past, and, and you got to turn to the future and move toward the future. I mean, you, you can't keep dwelling on the negative things that have happened in the past, because it just becomes an excuse for why you won't do something in the future. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely right. Now, I want people to get that because I want them to hear that because you, you have been through it. We all go through these tough times they yeah. because we're motivational speakers, inspirational speakers, positive people. We don't have stuff happen, but stuff happens in our lives and we got to go forward from it. Am I right? Absolutely. I, I remember our dear friend, Charlie Tremendous Jones, who passed away last year. Remember, he always used to say, I've been married 50 years and only 40 of them have been any good. So what does that mean? <laughs> It means that he had 10 bad years. Well, really, yes. I know you and Dee, and, and, and I know that you love each other as much as two people could love each other, but there are times probably if you're like everybody else, you don't necessarily like each other. That's and that's, that, that's how I am, too. You know, my wife and I, now we tell people we've been married 21 years. It's been 16 of the best years of our lives. <laughs> and, and the fact is, is that whether it's your marriage or it's your business or it's your wealth or it's whatever, there's going to be hard times, and what separates successful from the unsuccessful is do you persevere through the hard times? Do you make the right choices? Do you stick it out? Do you keep a positive vision of what the future can be? And you march toward it regardless of what happened in the past. Wow. You know, you, that's fantastic. Well, we got one minute left in this interview. As I said, the, the quick ones, the good ones go quick. Uh, Chris Widener, go to his website, chriswidener.com. Get on his email. Get his book, Above All Else, and get some of the other books. Any last comments, Chris, please? Well, I just love you, Willie, and uh, you're doing awesome stuff. And, and the, all my best to your family and uh and happy to be on the show. Thanks for having me. It's a, a great privilege, and uh, and uh, let's keep in touch and, and uh, keep helping each other out. Man, I appreciate you. And, folks, I want you all to continue to think about the p- positives, the possibilities, and continue to live your dreams. Love you all. God bless you all. And look to talk to you all next week. God bless you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.